Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm at the RSA conference, and I'm talking with Bob Russo, the General Manager of the PCI Security Standards Council. Bob, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Hi, Tom. My pleasure. So, PCI is certainly a hot topic. What do you find as, well, I guess we can't say we're starting 2010 anymore. We're smack in the middle of it. What do you see to be the, the hot topics in PCI right now? Well, currently we're in the middle of a feedback period and analyzing just a ton of feedback that the council has received on the standard over the last year or so. Uh, in, uh, in early summer, we'll be releasing uh, some summaries on what the new standard will look like, uh, but we're approaching the end of a six-month study on all of this, uh, this feedback that's come in. Uh, quite a daunting task, I must, uh, I must say. Uh, and it basically falls into three different categories. It falls into clarifications, um, emerging types of technologies, uh, and then uh, some additional guidance on something. So those are the three categories that the feedback seems to fall into right now. And as I say, as we get closer to the end of analyzing all this feedback, we'll begin to release some summaries on it so that the, uh, uh, the world won't be taken by surprise when we get to October and, and release a new standard. So there's an expectation this year that there will be a, a fairly significant new release uh, for the standard. Uh, it's a little too early to tell uh, at this point. Uh, again, in those three categories right now, it looks like the majority of what we're seeing is clarifications, you know, hashing. What's a strong hash? Define strong for us, things, things of that nature. So we're, we're looking at that kind of information. Of course, technologies are coming out. A lot of buzzwords in the industry these days, end-to-end encryption, chip, uh, tokenization, so on and so on. How do these things affect the standard? Uh, how do they make the standard a little bit easier to comply with? How do they augment the standard? Because, to be perfectly honest with you, the standard's not going to go away. I mean, there's no silver bullet out there, you know, and we're looking at these technologies now in depth, trying to figure out exactly how they map to the standard. And if you are using one of these technologies, what it, in fact, needs to do in order to be considered a, stand, you know, a, a technology that would map to the standard. So we're in the process of doing that now. Now, as you may recall, we had a bit of dialogue about PCI a year ago in the wake of Heartland and RVS WorldPay. There was lots of talk about what is PCI compliance, what is not PCI compliance. And I think it's fair to say there was a, a significant amount of drama in the conversation. A year later, where would you say we are in this conversation about PCI and, and about payment security? Well, certainly, you know, uh, as unfortunate as this is or those situations are, they tend to raise awareness. So I, I think you'll find that people are very much aware of PCI. Um, I think you'll find that they're torn as to uh, how they should comply, how best to comply. Uh, and, and I think the fact that it's a compliance program is something that scares people. This is not really about compliance. This is about security. If you're secure, compliance comes along as a byproduct. So that's a good thing. But this is not about compliance alone. If you go down and check a box and then forget about it and don't study for another year for the test, you're going to fail. And that's what's happened with these breaches that you've been reading about. Where do you find the, the greatest vulnerability to be? Is it with the processor? Is it with the merchant? Is it with the merchant of a certain size? Where do you find your, your work really cut out for you? Well, you know, it's, it's pretty much all over the map, and basically it's an education issue as far as we see. 
you need to understand that this needs to be built into your DNA, that you need to do this on a daily basis. You need to live, breathe, eat, sleep, not PCI, but security. And if you let your guard down for one second, that's when things happen. So, so that's what we're finding out. Um, but again, the awareness is way, way up on the standard. Uh, people are even using this as a jumping point to get security into their organizations, which is a good thing. So, you know, we're, we're very happy with where we are, but the, uh, the fight continues, so to speak. Now, interesting, Bob, we just did our banking information security survey, which I'm going to actually be presenting the results today at the event. We asked about PCI. Now, one thing I don't think will really surprise you, and we asked the, the banking security leaders about their confidence in the data security standard, and I would say that they sort of fell smack in the middle, somewhat confident, somewhat unconfident, but there's not much you can read into that. But we asked them about potential solutions in the marketplace, specifically about chip and pin and about tokenization. Um, I would say that they are end-to-end encryption. They sort of um, close to 50% thought that end-to-end -end encryption might be a solution. But a secondary answer I found interesting was what they called enhanced PCI. And I've got to ask you, what would enhanced PCI be? What do you think maybe people are envisioning here? Yeah, uh, Tom, I'm not familiar with the term enhanced PCI. Certainly it's not a PCI council term uh, at this point. But since we're continually talking about layers of security, uh, maybe it's got something to do with additional layers being added on uh, to, the, to the existing standards, like an encryption solution or a chip solution or a tokenization solution. You know, as far as we're concerned, any additional layers you can put on top of PCI is a good thing. Um, you know, whether one of these things, as I mentioned before, is a silver bullet or not, you know, we don't think that's the case. You know, we don't think that you're going to find one solution that's going to fit all, uh, all purposes, nor will that negate the need to comply with certain, uh, certain uh, requirements within the standard. It will make it, in some cases, you know, more secure, uh, which in turn makes it easier to comply uh, with the standard, but certainly the standard will not be going away anytime soon. Um, we're looking in depth at some of these technologies, uh, trying to define specifically what they are. So when somebody says end-to-end -end encryption, you know, I sort of have to scratch my head because I don't really know what end-to-end -end encryption is. From what end to what other end? You know, point-to-point -point might be a better thing. Count data encryption might be a better name. You know, end-to-end -end encryption sort of is a catch-all phrase, and, you know, you get people falling into a, a false sense of security when they hear, well, I've just bought an end-to-end -end solution, you know, so I'm safe. That's not always going to be the case, and we need to make sure that we're educating people on that. That makes sense. Now, you're here at the RSA event, and I'm curious, one, what are you here to talk about with people, and what do you find already that people want to talk about with you? Well, certainly people want to know what's coming in the new version so that they can be prepared. Uh, as I indicated before, we're still analyzing the enormous amount of feedback that we got, so there isn't really a whole lot to say at this point except to explain how this feedback process works, explain how they can be part of it, uh, you know, explain all of the different things that we're doing since this is a global standard, and so when we say we're putting out not one, not two, but three standards this year, uh, we're not only talking about here in the United States, we're talking about globally. Uh, all of these standards have to go out in eight different languages to begin with. This is an enormous amount of work. So we're, we're looking to let people understand what it is and, more importantly, how they can participate in this. So from here, we're, we're starting here in, in March of 2010. How can 
your constituents participate? And give us a sense of timeline when we can expect to see some of these events unfold. Uh, well, timeline-wise, uh, as I say, we're in the process of analyzing the feedback now, and we should be through the feedback probably sometime in early spring. Uh, we'll then start releasing summaries of what the feedback was, where it lined up. And I mentioned three buckets that it falls into, clarifications, emerging technologies, uh, and additional guidance. We'll basically summarize what we've heard from everybody. Uh, as you can well imagine, there's conflict here. Okay? Somebody sends in something that says, hey, the password uh, rule is, is crazy. We can't change it every 90 days. Make it 180 days. Whereas somebody else sends something in that says, wait a minute, 90 days is not secure enough. It needs to be every 30 days. You know, so you've got conflict, uh, conflicting uh, opinions here. And we have to weed through this thing, take into consideration a lot of different things. Number one, globally. How does it line up globally, not just for the United States? Number two, what's it going to cost to do these things? You know, so cost is a factor here. Number three, is it going to change the way you do business? Because if it's going to change the way you do business, it's going to take a while to come about. We can't just have, you know, the standard come out and say, okay, change the way you complete your business. So basically what I'm here to do is explain exactly what we're doing now, talk about these timelines, let them know that in, sept or in September when we start our community meetings, we'll be debating one last time if we've missed anything in the standard, but in early summer we'll begin to release information on what the standard is going to have. So we don't get to October when we release the standard and everybody's surprised. There won't be any surprises here. Bob, it's going to be a lively year. It will be. Thank you so much for All your right, time. Tom, thank I appreciate you. that.